Welcome to a new episode of the Consistent Performance Podcast. Being successful as an agency owner or online entrepreneur is not just about accumulating more and more information, but it's about better implementation and execution. Because when you're able to be truly consistent with the right habits and actions, both in your business as well as your life in general, that's when the magic happens. That's why on this podcast, we give you the right strategies and frameworks for you to be able to achieve consistent energy and consistent performance so that you're able to grow your business the most efficient and effective way possible without sacrificing yourself, your health, or burning out along the way. I'm your host, Killian Markert. Let's get started. And today I have a very special guest on today's episode. The man, the one and only Davidus. Davidus, you guys probably know him, is the, is a growth hacker and co-founder of Sukatan.io. And he has done a lot of big things when it comes to e-commerce and in entrepreneurship in general. If you guys are not following him yet, you should pay close attention to what we're talking about and also check out his Facebook posts. He writes a lot of cool things. And today I want to talk with him about a lot of things, about entrepreneurship, about his biggest lessons from last year where he achieved 130 million i think right with three brands in total together something like that and a lot of equity himself in that and he's really someone who has a lot of visitor a lot of listeners on his podcast the sukatan effect podcast and we did an episode that back uh, in the day last year together as well we worked together as well for some time and I want to talk about these things. And David, us super excited to have you on the show, man. Yeah, actually, the last time I uh, had a podcast with you, I recorded it in the same hotel in Dubai where I'm right now. Although I did record it in my uh, in, from my room instead of uh, lobby where I'm at now. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's amazing. So uh, Dubai is for you the the podcast destination. It's, it's actually like a good time zone. So whenever I come here, you know, like uh, it's an amazing actually workplace to be at. I come here, you know, and I come here not because I want to, I have to because my business is here. So I have to show up, you know, uh, here for documents, signing contracts, whatever. But I usually live in Mexico. So it's like uh, the time zone is not great. But when I come here, I have to stay up for around a month and I'm blasting it. I mean, for I'm doing it. I'm here for two or three weeks. I have such a great regimen of work that I'm accomplishing things that I never thought that I could accomplish in months. Like, uh, influencer marketing department like i changed it completely wrote all of the sops and i hate doing sops and but because i have so much time here and like i wake up early you know like i start working up until 12 or something at until one then i go to the pool i do yoga i do something else and then i get back to work at around 5 p.m or 6 p.m until like nine then i go to bed start reading more tomorrow morning i'm gonna do the same and like i'm doing it every day and it's been like an amazing experience that's why whenever i come here i do all of the podcasts so that i have a lot more you know in my <laughs> in my like uh uploaded so that yeah whenever i'm in mexico i i can relax a bit more or it's not relaxing it's just that the time zone is really crap for what i'm doing and uh yeah. my most important time of the day has to be filled with meetings which is not something that i'm cool with but have to work yeah. like haven't found any ways or to around it maybe so Let, let's talk about this because i think that's super interesting for a lot of guys as well uh having a team all around the world maybe not the best time zones right or having to adjust their schedule because of time zones or clients or whatever right and so 
the, the biggest question I have for you is, and that's something which we talked about also months ago when we had calls together and worked together, is how do you now prioritize the time for yourself for writing content, for deep work, for working on these kind of things? I mean, right now, so it's very different. When I'm in Mexico, it's very different. And when I'm in Dubai, it's like, okay, Dubai is not the best time zone that like I ideally want to live in Spain or somewhere six hours ahead of EST where most of the team members are and with who I have to be, be in constant communication with. So yeah, it's, it's very different. So maybe I'm going to tell you about idea my ideal scenario which is kind of now so i wake up uh, at 7 a.m then i do transcendental meditation which i got into maybe three or four months ago which has been like an amazing experience 30 minutes of that 30 minutes of reading and before i was morning doing morning journal like a handwritten one but since i'm here i i wanted to do it but i kind of found that like i'm so I, i want to start working so quickly that I couldn't couldn't have patience to be writing it down and maybe it would be better you know but anyway I, I start writing and I started like writing now for an hour per day uh, it's been 11 or 12 days that I do it in a row and my only goal is to be for one hour don't be not to be doing anything else just either like looking in front of my like sheet blank sheet and that's or or write you know so like usually I write <laughs> um, but yeah. I cannot do anything else and that's basically the the technique from Linfield, he said for, I think he was doing it for two or three hours per day. Like he would block it. He would not allow himself to do anything else, but like either stare at the sheet or them like just write. And he would say that like consistency is the most important. And now it was a struggle for nine to 10 days. Like on the ninth day, I was like, why am I doing this? Like I shouldn't be doing this. And then it's come, some kind of a change happened. And then boom, like I started writing, like I, I keep getting stories around me like what to write about, you know, like I talk to people that I, and I want to write something about it and so on. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, it's a pretty dude, cool Dude, aspect. I love that. And this is something, once you're really consistent with something, you're in such a flow and new ideas suddenly come to you. And I've seen that a lot because on your profile, you're posting sometimes several times per day, right? Not like just like one post per day, sometimes even more than that. And there's always some good stuff in there, right? Would you say that's because now you're in Dubai and you have a little bit more inspiration there or, you, you know, is, sure. is that because of that? Yeah, like not maybe inspiration. I'm getting inspiration from most of the things. And since I'm now writing, you know, like I'm noticing it better. So that's one thing, you know, that writing helps me is not to only not to like get clients, which it was doing now. I'm writing more general stuff, you know, so it's not not directed to clients or anything like that but so it's mostly like sharing my thoughts and sharing what i'm seeing around me uh, within the agency within business owners between like in, with regular people because that's one of the other habits that i have is like i not habits but things that i do uh, is i meet lots of people i try to talk to as many people as possible and it's kind of weird because i'm considering myself an introvert but anyway like and i'm getting trying to extract stories from them so maybe i i learned this from the podcasting as well like i'm trying to ask these deeper questions you know like for example with some of the entrepreneurial friends when i want to get really in a good connection with them like i ask questions like out of nowhere you know like what would you do if, if it was your last day to to live mm. and like sometimes they would cry you know like i have like this dude you know who's like generating millions and millions of uh like revenues for his clients for his own businesses and so on and he would be like always like his public persona is like always you know strong always prepared whatever you know for work and then i asked him this question on whatsapp i sent him a message you know 
like I got inspiration. I sent it to like maybe ten friends of mine, and like the guy was crying, you know, and then uh, and then he was telling me that, and it's like a deeper connection that we were able to establish because of these kind of questions that I'm asking. So yeah, I'm trying to get inspiration from all of the things. Dude, I'm that's so good. Quickly. And <laughs> and actually, I I had this plan also for today. So for you guys watching, we have a few guys actually on the live stream. For you guys watching, I also want to ask you a few deeper questions because, you know, we talk a lot about business and all these kind of things, but I'm also curious uh, about these things uh, about you. One thing I want to mention first, probably, you know, what the best location would be for you to live would probably be the Canary Islands in uh, I, Spain. I was actually thinking now, since I am in such a big flow, you know, like I told Chris, my girlfriend, you know, who's in Mexico right now. I said, like, I don't think I'm coming back to Mexico. I think I'm going to go to Las Palmas, you know? Like, I think the best yeah. is the best time zone, like the best uh, weather and all of that. And I was looking into it. And actually, I wrote it down on my diary today that not diary, the to do list that I need to look up the Airbnbs and down there. And the problem you, is you that can, I will it's the best right girlfriend. now. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's the best out of, out, of, out of two worlds. Like, of course, maybe the girlfriend will come. I don't know. But the right thing is um, right now, you can go there. There is hardly any lockdown anymore. So it's it's EU, it's Spain, and you're one hour ahead of uh, the European, Central European. So you're kind of Portuguese time zone, I think, which yeah. is five hours to, to Eastern time, right? So it's actually yeah. perfect for you, like one hour ahead of, of, of people there. So yeah, that would be, would be the best, actually. Yeah, yeah. No, five hours for me. I remember I was the most productive when I when I started the whole thing, you know, like, actually, I'm going to tell you, I don't know if I told anyone this story. Yeah, I think you, you're going to be the first one to know this. Um, but when I started this, what I'm doing here, I basically started as a media buyer and I was working on with multiple small companies, small clients of mine but then one day i decided like either i'm gonna go to jungle or and do nothing at all you know like try to explore my consciousness and like all of the <laughs> mysterious stuff that's happening around me in the world i don't know or i go and crush it like i make tons of money i i uh, learn everything you know there is not everything but at least in my industry and just enjoy you know the uh, basically i'm an, an intensive guy you know like if i do something i either do it like 100 percent or i'm not doing it at all so then i decided to do like what i'm doing now and it's pretty much growth hacking now it's like yeah now it's i'm more of a head of performance of these businesses and all of that but i began with the, as a growth hacker and i was like thinking, you know, how can, with minimal resources, how can I be amplifying whatever I'm doing, you know, and make it automated, whatever, all of the processes automated, or maybe find some tools that would help me to grow hack the crap out of the companies that I'm working with. Um, in any case, at that point, I was working maybe four to five to six hours per day still, like it wasn't enough hours, like I would learn for the rest of the time. But then I said, like, okay, if I really want to learn anything, you know, I just need to bury myself into it. Like I need to be going deep into the, this crap, you know, and like figuring it out as I as I go. So what I did, I started working with Sugatan, right? Like um, we started doing building the agency, but at the same time, I said like we don't have enough clients. I want to have as many clients as as I could possibly have, you know. So I got uh, this job at a German agency. I don't remember the name of the guy, Elliot, maybe Alien, something like this. Pretty known, pretty well known, I think, now in Germany. In any case, so I got I think four clients from them. I was working with four clients from Sugatan, so eight clients and all of them scaling, you know, like not like scaling at the same time and I'm alone, you know, now I have like a team of whatever, you know, at least two free media buyers always working with only the brands that I work with. 
and then and then the others like i mean the the rest of the agency but still back then i was alone to manage eight clans and then now we i have two or three people working with me to manage only three in any, any case like 12 hours per day you know for three four months i was i was making lots of money but i was burning out but but i was enjoying it because i was learning so i made these everything i was doing i had to be i had to be thinking super efficiently like okay where are i gonna be putting my uh, first hours in the morning which account needs the most attention tomorrow morning like in the afternoon what i'm gonna be doing so I made this kind of a system and then it's, it became like very systematic approach, you know, to media buying because I understood that I need to be teaching it to someone else as well to take it over from me. And in any case, yeah, it's uh, a thought it was interesting. Right. That sounds like you really started not only in business to immerse yourself into the whole learning experience, but I also know that you then applied these things to other areas of your life, right? You mentioned language learning is a, was something you immersed yourself in. And you, you mentioned that you learned Spanish in a matter of a few months. Um, I think Italian in like a matter of a few weeks and other languages as well. Like, tell us a little bit about that. How did you approach it? So it was actually the other way around. So I, I went into language learning first. When I was maybe 20 or so, I always wanted to learn new languages. I always had like a dream to be living in like a warm country. Back then I was living in the US, uh, sorry, not in the US, in the UK. I was at the university. And then this one summer, I got um, like a job offer in China. So I went to work in China for a bit for the summer. Uh, and back, like while I was there, like we didn't, I didn't have anything to do. Basically, it was like I would, I was a football coach, so I would train children in the morning and for the whole day, like preparation, you know, for the training session and so on. But it was like children, eight to nine years old. All you do, you know, is play with them. So not much, you know, training. So I would have these. 10 hours of doing nothing and i was going from town to town but it wasn't in the middle of the town it was more on the outskirts so like in the mountains somewhere where there is nothing to do in any case like chinese you know is a very different culture so like even going out is karaoke <laughs> in any case so i had all this time and then i had the internet but very like it wasn't uh, very fast so i said uh, like I always wanted to learn the languages. Like I always found these excuses on why, like I shouldn't be learning them or why I cannot be learning them. So I said, like I have all of this time. L let's try to figure out how to be learning languages because I knew that the like the methods I was uh, I was learning these languages at school they didn't work. And because I was studying like Russian for four or five years, I, I cannot speak it up until today. You know, so I I started making notes. You know, I, I found this blog fluent in three months, and then a, a few mm -hmm. others. I started writing all of the things and then I managed to get this course by Michel Thomas and he's the best guy for language learning to begin with. That's that's how I start to learn any language. Like I start with Michel Thomas and then go on to other methods. But uh, yeah, so I, I got his uh, like uh, audio tapes and it was like a 20 hour, 25 hour uh, like audio course. So maybe I listened to it one or twice, once or twice in that month. And then I came back to UK. And then I had, because I didn't have like proper internet in China, when I came back to UK, I had all of the things listed down, what's, what needs to happen and you know, how does my day look need to look like in order to, la to learn a language in three months. Like, so I started because the time, because it was a limited time, and that's one of the principles, like you don't, you don't want to be learning language for 10 years because 
Mm-hmm. You'll not see the process. You'll not get that feedback loop. You'll not be motivated because you'll not see the process and all of these things. So yeah, I came back to UK. And then basic principle for language learning is to start speaking from the day one. So I listened to Michelle Thomas. So And that's what I would recommend to anyone. Like start with Michelle Thomas maybe for a week. And you finish that and you start talking. Like you start talking and getting in deep into it. And four, hour, four to five hours of studying for a few months at least until... Like you hit that momentum, it's like a rocket, you know, like you start, like you need lots of fuel to get going and then you go above the clouds or whatever, stratosphere, whatever, atmosphere. And then like you're starting to float and you don't need that many fuel, you don't need that much energy to be pushing you. So so it's very similar to language learning or any anything else as well, business or anything else. So because what I found out and probably most of, of who is listening to this podcast and anyone on the street too, is that you probably have willpower for three months. Uh, and that's mm-hmm. that's pretty much true for anything, you know, so you can be pushing yourself to do something for three months, but then you, it will it will be gone at some point. So what you want to do is in these three months to put every piece of knowledge, every piece of information that you you can gather. So that once you're out there, you kind of like you're learning, but not as intensively and you're maybe enjoying it a bit more because, yeah, mm-hmm. these three months are not the mo- the, the best time of <coughs> your life. But I mean, you're learning a lot. So like it's a yeah. sacrifice, you know, a bit of a sacrifice. Dude, I love this. And I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm also a big language learning fan. And I, I learned uh, Spanish first online as well. Now I'm like, uh, I don't know, C1 level or something. And I started uh, learning that uh, online um, when I was a teenager. And there was these uh, language learning apps, which I started with initially. And then, funny enough, I don't, you're, you're now the first whoever is going to hear that. Um, I then went on these, do you know Chatroll apps by any chance? This, this, uh, I've heard of it. I've heard <laughs> of it. <laughs> you know, there's like this platform where there's a lot of perverts and stuff like that. But you can also yeah. look for specific countries like Spain or South America, and then you can connect it to those people. And I went on there mm-hmm. as a, when I was bored, and then I tried to speak the language. It was so funny. Yeah, you awesome. know, I tried from, I tried from day one to speak, 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 and then I made friends there. And some of the people I'm still in contact today, right? So, and this is like the best experience to, to learn languages. But you gotta also be um, courageous a bit if you consider yourself shy, like you know, like oh, let me get the grammar first like it's not gonna work and there's also this awesome um, uh, tedx talk by this guy who says this exact same thing you gotta learn to speak from day one right this is the same yeah, thing so i need lose yeah. i think yeah is that not probably one? yeah fluent in three months that's his blog yeah exactly and this this guy also um the, the next story is i uh, i live in budapest right now right and I, I moved here first in 2018. And then I, I didn't know how long I was going to stay, like maybe just a few months. And then I didn't learn any Hungarian. And then I came back in 2019 after being in Spain for, for six months. And then I was like, I'm going to stay here longer. And now I'm going to start learning Hungarian, right? And Hungarian is such a, is such a weird language. And I did the exact same thing. And this guy flew it in a few months. He has actually a video where he started to learn Hungarian. And that also inspired me a lot. And I did the same thing. I tried, you know, when buying things to talk a little bit with people. And the coolest thing ever is that people appreciate it. You know, I don't know how it is in Lithuania, maybe if people go there, if foreigners learn Lithuanian, I don't know. But if you try, right, because nobody does it, 
then you're like, oh, they love you so much, right? You have this cute little accent and so on. And it's, it's pretty cool. And that's like so rewarding, man. Yeah. The, the only thing with people, what I found is that they would always be nice to you. So whenever, like, uh, I, I was doing similar, not chat roulette, but like language exchange or something. And we would, half an hour, we would speak in English, half an hour in Spanish. And what I would always tell to these people is that, don't be afraid to be telling me feedback. Like if mm. I do a mistake, I don't want to be doing it. And, and you know, don't be like, oh, okay, he, he did a mistake. It's it's fine. You know? No, no, I want you to tell me if I did a mistake, I want it corrected now because tomorrow I'll not make it, you know? And that's the yeah. same what I do with my media, media buyers or actually influencer marketing team now. Like I'm super involved with it. I'm telling them like, look, I'm going to be telling you feedback. Every time you mess up, I'm going to be telling you that. Don't take it personally because it's like a machine, you know, you... You put a coin into the machine, it gets like, no, no, no. And and that's what I want, you know, like to get all of these no's so that I start getting yes, 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 yes. Yeah, and that's the same thing I said. With language learning, the most important thing is also to really immerse yourself and get that feedback, right? And it's like, it's like super important that you just hear the language all the time. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of um, uh, pr parallels actually with uh, entrepreneurship as well. When you surround yourself with a lot of people who spread a lot of good content and instead of following just weird people, right, you just follow the right people and they really inspire you, you won't give up on your journey, right? And that's like, that's something I wanted to ask you. First of all, how long are you yourself now in entrepreneurship yourself? And what were the best uh, lessons for you along the way? I think it's been three and a half years. Depends when I think I started my own dropshipping store at around this time, four years ago. I, I started it. I started earning money. I shut it down because I said like, okay, I need to be changing my entire life, you know, because it works <laughs> like I can be earning money online. And that's what, that's what I wanted. I wanted to travel, you know, and first of all, it was like to travel and earn enough money to be funding my travels the biggest lessons i don't know to be honest like right now i'm learning you know don't, don't be pushing yourself too hard when you there is nothing in you you know when there is no inspiration just wait for the like stay in the game you know don't try to quit but when the things are tough or you don't want to be pushing like you cannot be going any further it's okay like just relax you know and and be like going but like actually a big one a big one that i'm less like learning right now is that when the things are going fine don't be like don't ease like don't don't feel at ease because that's mm. when all of the mistakes are will be made like you can't yeah. imagine how many how much money i've lost since we, we aren't shit lots of money last year like lots you know during covid like our sales were going up as probably for most of the e-commerce stores but what's happened is that we started getting all of this money right like whatever you know uh, like i have uh, 60k this month to spare to test new things you know before i would spend like 1000 whatever you know like to test a new thing now i have like let's see 100k per month okay let's um maybe let's hire like a big content agency to come up with this great ad you know for us like high production ad 60k for that right then let's let's do a giveaway of 20k you know and uh, let's do that and then and then now you know now the things are not that great like now the like now it's pretty much what it was before covid i mean 20 percent up than it was before covid and during covid like when it first hit it was 600 percent higher you know so like instead of 1 million we were making 600 uh, 6 million you know per month so now that's it's like 2 million in revenue whatever per month it's like okay things are tight and all of the mistakes that we made are coming now together you know like 
oh crap like i hired uh, not hired but uh like I didn't look into the influencer marketing uh, department and I didn't see where they were spending money. You know, I would just get like the numbers in the end of the month. I would be satisfied, but I didn't think that they could be maximized or I didn't, or I didn't hire the right people. And like these mistakes were done when things were really good. Like when I was like, okay, you're going to be fine. You know, so now I'm learning that, okay, like, first of all, like when things are going so well, like you need to be paranoid, be yeah. looking where your money is going out, uh, be like keeping yourself in check, you know, like keep looking, for, digging for the numbers, like basic business numbers and all of that, because these things catch up at some point. And one thing I actually want to ask you about this, because I know a lot of guys struggle with that. And is this balance between not being complacent and always striving for more and trying to improve and stay alert, right? And, and, and anticipate challenges. But on the other hand, also trying to find happiness along the way, trying to enjoy the process, trying to smell the roses along the way, trying to not burn yourself out while you're always in alert mode. Because, you know, the left brain is responsible for alertness, for, you know, a little bit anxiety, worry, is everything going fine? And the right brain is more long-term thinking, but also more being in the present moment. And so... How do you find that balance for yourself so you're able to grow a business, make an impact, but not, you know, suffer along the way and just spread unhappiness? I mean, I'm the worst probably person to be teaching anyone <laughs> because <laughs> for the last in the last three or, or more months, uh, I, I was not feeling in a happy place. First of all, you know, the, the results started to go down. So I was like, okay, what the fuck do we do, you know? And uh, it wasn't that bad, but we were used to, you know, such big numbers that, uh, as I said, uh, then it went down, you know, and then you're like, okay, what do we do? What do we do? So I started getting into that, but but I found my way, way out. And actually, it's a very recent thing, like maybe two weeks ago or something. And by the way, I, I saw that it's not only me. It was like in our agency, to be honest, like we, maybe 10 people are leaving our agency because they are feeling either depressed or they like they cannot find like they can, cannot find any reason to be working with us anymore and it's mm -hmm. kind of like okay it's like 10 people you know in the agency then my mom a few days ago she she was telling me the same thing she said like look in the past uh, since since november i cannot find like motivation any any motivation to be creating stuff and it's like okay this is a pattern you know like this is uh, something that everyone probably is experiencing I'm, i mean people who i know in my circle they're experiencing like maybe not everyone but at least i went through it chris went through it and then another people 10 people from the agency then my mom you know all of a sudden tells me that she was feeling that and it's like okay this is something we're dealing with probably as a humanity like probably being cut down from our like communities and then yeah, uh, yeah so these these two things you know that i understood these two things and the third one i'm gonna actually reveal it here i in the post today i said that i'll reveal it tomorrow so first thing i i realized that it's community like it's super important when i'm in mexico i try to avoid all of the calls with my team i try to go into deep work first thing in the morning you know like um i don't want to be on the calls but now i'm seeing it has its consequences because i don't I don't feel connected with them. Now, um, since I'm in Dubai, I'm having calls with everyone every day. And it's like, oh, shit, I, I start to feel like uh, I belong to someone, you know, like, and, uh, and the motivation keeps going up for me, for them and everyone around us. So I think community is really important. And then another thing that I, I found out is that when I started writing, like I go into the flow 
and I feel that I accomplished something throughout the day. Like even if it's just writing, mm-hmm. you know, for one hour, like I feel that I've accomplished something. I cleared up my mind, like from all of the thoughts or all of the stories that I was uh, I was having. And yeah, it, it helped me a lot. And actually, I read it in the book like a week ago uh, as well, confirming the same thing. So there were some studies done on that. But anyway, so flow. And then the third thing, I actually found it out like on Monday. So my mom called me and she said like look since november i cannot go to my work you know like i'm not earning much money could you help me out for now and i said sure you know send me your uh, account details but i was like but my parents are well well off you know like they they have a house like they have a an apartment uh, next to the sea and like cars and like they're like middle class you know um, people and they are struggling with money so i was like oh shit they are struggling with money so wow maybe i'll have to you know take care of them for a bit now mm-hmm. um and and then i uh and then i said like oh this is my why because before that i was always making money for myself and whoever knows me they know like how i well what i spend and like i'm not a guy you know who who learn money and spend it all like i'm spending like 2.5k per month like basically my biggest expenditures expenditures are mostly new tropics and supplements um and that's pretty much it you know like yeah. housing and house and, and food yeah. and that's it and living in mexico you know it's like super cheap everything is super cheap so yeah. i'm like oh wow so now i because of that what my parents did like for example yesterday or two days ago i was like i don't want to be working today anymore you know i've had it enough and then I close my eyes and then I remember, why am I doing this? And it's like, oh, to help my parents out. And boom, like a burst of motivation. I started crushing it again, you know. And yeah, so I found that this, like remembering your why is really important. And when the things go smooth, you don't need that why. But when yeah. things go south, that's when reminding it about it, like reminding yourself about it is really powerful. And yeah, although I've heard this concept like for years, uh, only now yeah. I understood it. The yeah. Meaning of it. Dude, you dropped some really important things here. And I want to add to this that a lot of guys or a lot of people struggle with these things or with depression or negativity or low motivation also right now, simply because of a number of reasons. Number one, not enough sun out there. So the typical winter depression is kicking in for a lot of people, especially here in Europe right now. It's foggy, rainy, cold, no light, getting dark early. Big problem. People, you know, just don't produce enough uh, serotonin and, and, and dopamine and so on. So the other thing is then, of course, you don't have connection to a community and you don't meet people. That's really important. You can do a lot of uh, calls like we're doing, which is cool. You talk to someone, but it's not the same as if you're, hey, you touch the shoulder and hey, what's up, dude? You know, you hug someone. It's like totally different story, right? And so this is what's missing. And I hope that, you know, now getting into the European summer, at least soon or in a few months, things are going to get better. And, you know, some be- some things will, you know, finally open up again. So because this stuff is not sustainable long term, for sure not like you're, you're basically creating a, a society that's just, you know, sick of everything and burning themselves out. And yeah, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's super, super important, I think. And dude, the other thing I wanted to ask you actually is a deeper question. And we, you triggered this a little bit at the beginning and that's i wanted to ask you because you have a lot of psychedelic experiences yourself and you experiment a lot with uh, nootropics and consciousness and all these things and so on what's your opinion or your point of view about that yeah so 
actually it's been a very interesting like it's a long story but i'll tell you like i'm since i started doing podcasts i, I became such a my a much better storyteller as well so when was it that i think in october in october basically i met this guy brian you know like very interesting dude he went viral with this post on reddit uh, like how i tricked my friends uh, that facebook is like following me or something like that and he was like right like uh, sending tra- like uh creating ad for him saying like like hey do you have uh, this toothpick or a uh, toothache or something like that something very personal i know that's not no people would know you know like i don't know or uh, it, was, it was a toothache or something like that and then i met him somehow I, I hired him to consult me on reddit and then we became like buddies you know like we would exchange emails and so on and he gave me a few books and then i started reading these books and one day i read one and it was like shit i'm in some kind of a different state right now and in that state i got a message from my masseuse and she says like hey so tomorrow there is a peyote ceremony hukuri ceremony in um, like here around the town you know and i'm like okay maybe that's why you know like and it's very strange so i go like i wanted to do hikuri like peyote i didn't know hikuri is like a ceremony name the way they they named the setting of the ceremony so i went there and then like it, it was a magical experience like i mean having it with a shaman from a tribe that's only maybe 500 people are there or mm-hmm. whatever they have their own language uh, they have their own traditions and the whole ceremony is like uh, with five songs they have five songs in the ceremony and they sing it in their own tongue you cannot understand it right um, yeah. and then they they have like these elements like four elements water fire i forgot the other ones wind and uh something Earth. else Earth probably yeah yeah exactly yeah. and then cosmos and then something else so anyway so we're doing this ceremony in the beginning of the ceremony he has like who wants to be the man of fire and i was like because i put up the the fire you know so i said like i can be you know one I, I i was doing everything with fire for today so i'll i'll just be one in any case he uh, we start the ceremony you know and then he gives us peyote you know we do rape and like for those who don't know rape is like a really strong one cleansing like uh thing you know physically it cleanses your body and you start vomiting and all of that but anyway we get this peyote and we are already like our heads are spinning like from that rape we are getting peyote and uh, like it, it doesn't work for an hour or so and then it starts to kick in you know and then boom it seems like we're in a 25 people and it seems that we are in a bubble you know like we are bu- in a bubble on this earth but it's like a bubble protected from all of the rest of the world but something is happening some interesting things are happening you know and then like he start and he starts uh, singing the song in uh, in his native tongue like to open up the gates or whatever. So he starts singing it. We didn't understand, but then he started speaking in Spanish and explaining, you know, what it is. Uh, so he was explaining how his tribe, they were living in Himalayas, like, um, and then like uh, he was saying that from Himalayas, you know, there was this flood and that's, uh, and some people were living in Himalayas. But then one guy, when he was in down there in the caves, he thought of a plant, like he had an image of a plant and they decided to to go out and be searching for it and from himalayas they ended up in mexican uh, also mountains so that's a story i don't know whether it's true or not you know but that's the story that they tell you know then the second song i don't remember what what the second song was about and then the third song the third song was dedicated to to the mother uh, not to the mother to to water to the god of water and I'm the god of man, uh, not god of fire, but like a man of fire, whatever, in that ceremony setting. I, I represent sun and the fire. So what happens is that he starts singing 
and I start fall, falling asleep. Like I cannot help myself, but like I'm I'm getting to the ground and start sleeping, right? And I close my eyes, I start sleeping, and then one one woman starts screaming, running through everyone and starts touching everyone who is who is on the ground, you know. And I wake up. Oh, sorry, before that, ah, oh, no, no, I missed one step. So I'm I'm sleeping. And he sings his song in in uh, in his native tongue. I have no clue what he was singing about. And in my dreams, he's saying these words, and images start popping up. So I understand the whole story. He basically says the story, and it opening up my whatever my imagery. So I see exactly what he was talking about. I don't remember what it was, but I was like, "Holy cow! I understand this language, and I can see what he's saying." In any case, this woman wakes up and she starts screaming she starts running she starts um, like running and touching everyone to wake up and then she runs to the shaman and the shaman is uh, like he said like oh devil devilito um, diablito el diablito so like a devil spirit came into one woman right it's like super strange i've seen it twice already actually with psychedelics so you have Dude. to be very careful yeah. so so that woman, you know, like gets crazy. She wants to jump into the fire. I'm the man of fire. So I go and like you know, hold her not to be jumping into the fire because the first time it happened as well. Like the guy wanted to jump into the fire. So I knew what was happening. <laughs> I- I'm experienced now. Like with me, you will not jump into the fire. Although two dudes with me, they jumped into the fire, but I took them out. But anyway, so this woman like messes around. And then the other woman, the, the woman of water, <laughs> she goes into a trance. Like she starts singing and she goes into a trance, like complete trance. Like you cannot see her anymore. Like it's a, it's a god of water. And the shaman says like, Hey, so she can heal you, whatever you have, you know, like back uh, emotional stuff. Like she can touch you. She can heal you. And uh, everyone is lining up, you know, she's healing people and she like everyone is crying. And like, it's like a very emotional experience. In any case, like the fourth songs. So she was doing that for two hours. She was in trance for two hours and the four songs began and she went out uh, from, from that trance, you know, and then, and then, yeah, th- that woman was still going crazy, you know, and then the ceremony kind of like started to go down, you know, like that was the peak of the ceremony. It lasted still for four or five hours. And actually that woman didn't come back into her normal state for two weeks or like, or 20 Ooh. even days. Wow. Yeah. So, so the, 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 so that's, you know, the story of, uh, how, but for me personally, it was a transformational, but for that woman, right? Like that story has like a kind of a negative connotation too, to it. Like you have to be very careful with who you take, you know, and because we had that shaman, like if we didn't have him, you know, like I don't know what would have happened, you know, so, or if you didn't have me, who is like the, like a person who has seen it twice you know who knows that like it's very like some people just because my experience in my experience or my understanding is that people start not understanding what's reality and what's not they want to understand where where am i and they feel they think that by jumping into the fire they're gonna end up you know in the same state because they maybe gonna feel enough pain to like to come back into their body Mm -hmm. or or go to a different dimension i don't know anyway very very interesting story and after that i i in that ceremony i met a woman who does uh, bufo I forgot 5-MO, 5-MEO DMT, which is the strongest, strongest psychedelic you can get. And uh, with that one, I went into this black, black space. Like, I, it's only three to four, maybe five minutes before she gave me that. She said, like, two things. Don't forget to breathe because you're going to forget to breathe. <laughs> and then the second thing, don't try to resist it because now I'm saying it and I'm shaking. Like, you're going to try to resist it because, like, it's... 
it's too much, you know, for the brain to understand or to comprehend for, for yourself, you know. So I take a hit and then I lay down and I go into this black space where I don't exist, nothing exists. Basically, nothing exists, like just pitch black. And I'm like, like I'm, I'm uh, like I'm not breathing because it was so overwhelming. You know, the feeling of non-existence was so over overwhelming. I went, like I started to be like I wanted, like it was fear uh, was coming. You know, like how come I don't exist? I mean, nothing exists. And well, like all of these questions start, you know, coming. And then in my body, like something starts exploding, like in my chest, in my stomach, and everywhere, basically. And then, like, I start to breathe. And then, like, yeah. It, and then I come back, you know, in five or six minutes. But it means that it was eternity. And in that moment, like when I was in that black, pitch black space, I saw this big bang, you know, like, poof. And then I started to emerge from that big bang, you know, like I saw basically the whole history of uh, of me, of my genes or whatever it was, you know, of my molecule. Anyway, very, uh, very different. Like, yeah, Dude, this is like some story. And I think people people are watching right here. And I know uh, it's super <laughs> fascinating for a lot of people. And the, the question I have, because we have a few more minutes left, then we got to jump off. But the question I have for you is. Uh, because you post about this a lot, about Memento Mori, right? Remember that you're mortal, remember you're going to die. And also you said at the beginning, hey, what would you do if it was your last day? So how did these experiences shape how you approach life? Do you say that oh, you're less anxious because like, yeah, you know, there is going to be something Or did it tell you that, oh, it's going to be all over and that's why you take life more seriously and make it very meaningful? Or what's your, what is the final kind of verdict for you after all these experiences? Now I remember where I started this conversation. So right before I met this guy, I read another book, which was saying, you know, like about this, uh, this like, um, like reminding yourself that you're going to die. And I started to experiment with it because I found it very kind of like liberating because like... As as I told you now, I ask myself, why am I doing it? And I remember about my parents. But before that, I was using the like, oh, okay, like I'm gonna die, you know, like, so what is it like, what do I really want to do? Like, and basically, it helps me to, to get grounded and not be thinking like, oh, this is gonna happen, like this shit will happen or, or that, you know, but it gets me like, okay, actually, I need to enjoy because if it was my last day, like I would have to be <laughs> like doing lots of things. So it gets back me to... To, like it's I, i get motivated again to work i get uh like i don't know I, i just become happier because i get another day to live obviously it's like not perfect but i'm not doing it like i try to do it every day i try to keep reminding myself but i forget and, and then yeah. when i remind myself about it like it's it's really good so yeah it's a really so what would uh, you do to the final question that i have for you Because you said it in the beginning, what would you do if it was your last day? Like, uh, probably pretty much, you know, what I do. Like, obviously, like, everyone says that they would call their parents, they would call their friends, so on. I would do this too, for sure. But for me, you know, I know how my ideal day looks like. I go in the morning, I wake up in the morning, I do all of these things, and I write. And for me, writing is pure joy. And I, like, I mean, yeah. it's it's challenging, it's struggle, like, but I'm, I'm in such a great problem solving kind of, uh, like thinking about the angles and in such a great state that I'm like, ah, I love it. And then I have like Psytrance on and I keep dancing, you know, and Psytrance also like, I don't know, um, I haven't studied about music and how it changes the mood, but I really believe that it has some kind of a power, you know, to be changing your mood. So 
whenever I listen to Psytrance, I'm like getting elevated and my energy levels are really high. But yeah, like now I changed the question actually, not what would I do today, but what would I do in six months? Because it was like some of the things, you know, like, okay, I wouldn't be able to travel to Argentina to go to the land of uh, fire, you know, like if, mm. if it was today. But if it yeah. was six months, then oh, maybe I would I would try to go and try to learn how to be a dj you know maybe i would try it a lot mm. more and all of that so it yeah. it helped me and it came from a movie i think i forgot the name of the movie but yeah like the dude was told that in six months he's gonna die so yeah and yeah good that's awesome i love that and i think you dropped quite a few valuable nuggets there i love this story about your psychedelic experiences man and uh, that's like dude that's super crazy and yeah man final thing when people want to learn more about you, what you're up to, about all the cool things you write about, what's the best place for people to go to to follow you? Yeah, so we have a Facebook group. I post the same content actually now on my personal and Facebook group. Sometimes I do more like industry specific on my Facebook group. So yeah, it's David Asmikochanis. You can probably see it on, on this uh, Facebook yeah. Live. or And the group is e-commerce Gregs, e-commerce growth hacks by Sugatan. And like soon I'm going to be launching my website where I'm going to be putting all of what I'm writing in there. So it's already there, but it's like done for Forbes and all of these purposes to be getting me as a contributor down there. So it's like not, not very genuine, just like a lot of nonsense that I didn't yeah. want to do, but I had to. <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, still the, the website is David Demico. Like I tried to make it European still because I think my audience is in Europe uh, mostly. And uh, yeah, I just didn't want to have my Lithuanian name because it's pretty difficult. So I would, I would say guys also definitely check out his Facebook profile here. It's linked in the, in the uh, in the post below and yeah check out the website and david has writes a lot of good stuff so yeah not only business but also life experiences and i personally enjoy reading that awesome dude also pleasure having you on the show and uh looking forward in the future to talking about some awesome psychedelic experiences as well man yeah <laughs> thanks a lot for having me like uh, we went very uh we went very uh, what's the word metaphysical right but for i enjoy just enjoy good me too i see it. a big <laughs> smile on your face i see a big smile on your face so it's all worth it man. yeah awesome yeah. dude I, I was i'm shaking you know like i was shaking when i was talking about it. cool sorry yeah. thanks a lot <laughs> Did you like this episode and want to learn more? Check out the show notes. In there you'll find all the links and resources from this episode. But remember, only listening to the podcast will not change much unless you start implementing and executing on what you have learned consistently. Would you like to know if we might be able to help you take your performance to the next level? Then go to killianmarket.com and apply for your free consultation call. On this call, we'll help you come up with a performance game plan to level up your daily productivity and energy and grow your business the most efficient way possible without sacrificing yourself, your health or burning out along the way. Head over to killianmarket.com and apply for your call 